It's time for the Give Me Zone on the ref. 11. Now this is a 12, guys. Now he's got to start worrying about qualifying for next year's Open and the Masters here. He's lost this tournament. He'll end up selling Countess Maritimes and renting golf carts the rest of his life. We're talking PGA, college, high school, local courses, and the latest golf news. I bet you slice into the woods a hundred bucks. Gambling is illegal at Bushwood, sir, and I never slice. Yeah. Okay, you can own it. Now, it's time for three tremendous slouches. Well, we're waiting. Brian Vineyard, Josh Helmer, and Matt Reynolds. Ah, yes, we are here, the slouches, hanging out with you. We are on location today, hanging out at Jimmy Austin Golf Club, where we are counting down to, I guess, this afternoon, the Crosstown Clash golf affair taking place from out here at OU Golf Club, Jimmy Austin. So, second hour of our show this morning. We're talking to everybody, which Josh Elmer, good morning everyone, alongside Brian Vineyard and Matt Reynolds. Should be a jam-packed hour two where we'll hear from Norman High, we'll hear from Norman North, maybe a little playful bantering, we shall see. Yeah, we got to have a little bit of uh, back and forth, don't we? A little hate to go with the rivalry. I would hope so. Matt, they picked the perfect day to come out here and swing the sticks. Well, the, the weather service apparently was way off. Yeah, the, we the weather's not ideal, Matt, right? It's, uh, you know, yesterday was 85 degrees, a little windy, but today, you know, what are we, 55 degrees, Matt? If that, I think it's 50 degrees, and uh, one of the guys just came in and said, this is as warm as it gets all day. It's like, well, <laughs> we're, we're uh, as toasty as we're going to get. Afternoon tea time doesn't exactly make it any better today. This is Oklahoma golf, right? This is how the Crosstown Clash should be decided. Pretty windy. It's chilled down a little bit this morning. I mean, this is Oklahoma golf incarnated, right? I mean, this is what you would expect. Spring weather, you never know. Like you said yesterday, Brian, you could have 80 degrees and a little windy day yesterday, but still the temperature would be great. Turn around today and it's winter. Well, it's the old adage in Oklahoma, if you don't like the weather, wait a minute, it'll change. That's right. right. Wait a tick and it will change. Well, congratulations are in order. Brian Vineyard, you had it correct from the beginning. Scotty Scheffler, 2022 Masters champion. You had a winning ticket. You are a camper i thought he was gonna fold i thought he was gonna take a step back over the weekend not necessarily that he wouldn't win the tournament but i thought things would really really tighten up and yeah i guess you say cameron smith uh, you know early on on sunday tightened oh, the tightened. leaderboard up they tightened but hole three the tournament was finished right uh, with that chip in that chip in you go back and i think that will be the shot that's played over and over again on three because if scotty scheffler is in trouble I think what probably won't be talked about enough, Brian, is Cam Smith, his second shot. He had the opportunity. If he goes and gets on the green there, he's in really good shape and puts even more pressure on Scotty Scheffler. Maybe Scotty Scheffler still makes his chip, but then Cam Smith is putting for birdie rather than chipping from the same spot Scotty was. Well, that's the interesting thing is the way that tournament shook out, you only had two guys really in contention. You know, Rory, yeah, you're like, well, he got close. Well, that was after the fact. The reality is it was a match play situation. Cam Smith had all the momentum from birdie in the first two holes. All he's got to do is put that thing on the green after Scheffler fluffed that chip a little bit. And 
he's in, he's probably either tied for the lead or leading outright because I don't think Scheffler makes that chip if Cam Smith puts it in there right. 10 feet putting for birdie, right? That's just what we never know, how if you could change the outcome of one event, what it means for something else in the golf tournament. And Scheffler was leading by what, one at that a, junction? He had a one-shot lead, and so if you're Cam Smith on that second shot, if you just put it on the green, this guy over here is in trouble. He gets some relief from the scoreboard, but still, you would you uh, a smart person would say he probably is going to make bogey on that hole. And if you're sitting on the green, you really put the pressure on him. However, the other thing that won't be talked about is if that ball missed, indeed, a, a centimeter left or a centimeter right, it's not only going past; it's going way past the hole. Fifteen, so twenty feet. It's better to be lucky than good. 15 or 20 feet, I'm right there with you. And he's not making the par putt coming back, I don't think. Well, Cam Smith had the same par putt and missed it. And that was that was the real killer in the situation. Not only did he make the chip, it was a three-shot swing because Cam Smith missed his uh, par putt to, well, to get bogey. And was in position maybe to be the one making birdie on that hole, Brian. Well, you brought up a great point, Josh. If that doesn't hit the pin and it goes above the pin where Cam Smith was, you're putting so defensively coming down the hill with that type of green speed. There's no way he's making par, Matt. Like you said, he's mm-hmm. probably making bogey. Ken Smith, you know, if he hits that second shot on the green, just a little two-putt for a par and you got a tie for the lead. I think you have a different outcome then. I think what happened on 12 is Cam Smith felt like he needed to make something happen. Sure. And he made the dreaded, I'm going to call it the Jordan Spieth mistake. Because yeah. he seems to find the, the, Spieth. The, water, the Spieth water there on 12. I mean, Race Creek, again, little simple 145 to 50-yard hole, takes somebody else down. Happens every year at the Masters, right? At, it does. Year. And I, I that was the second turning point, I thought, Josh, because if there was a chance for Cam Smith to get back in it, he just, you know, is able to cut it. I think it was two at that point. And he really didn't have to take the chance. But he birdied the hole before, and so he's walking over to the tee. Scotty uh, gets a par, so he hits second. It, you know, Not that he would want to flip and have Scotty Scheffler get a birdie there and him get a par, but you probably would rather Scotty take that shot first. Sure. Then you see if you know he went way left, way left. Scotty just said, I'm not putting this ball in the water. And Cam Smith basically... He hit it a little too far right, and I don't know if it's fat or thin, but I'm going to guess it was fat just because it was so short. And lo and behold, that was the tournament right there. Yep, it, it was totally over. As soon as that ball found Ray's Creek, which I guess fitting, right, that it found Ray's Creek. He's playing with a longhorn, and not too many years ago, as you pointed out, Brian, a longhorn splashed it into Ray's Creek a couple of times. So somebody in that pairing was going into the water, I guess, just by destiny or fate. Unfortunately for Cam Smith, it it was Cam Smith that went into the water and really boring just an all-time collapse. Sort of what we saw from Spieth a couple of years back. It was going to take that from Scotty Scheffler for whether it was Rory who we'll talk about Rory, great charge on Sunday. Uh like he's he's interesting that he's able to play that well on Sunday but you know not in the he had no pressure. Not in the three days before that. I, you know, I think that's that's pretty telling about Rory McIlroy. But if Rory was truly going to be in the mix, I mean, Scotty was going to have to make a double bogey somewhere and a couple of other bogeys along the way. And give Scotty credit after the chip on three, it just it never happened. Well, you know what he did is Scotty did not hit the ball well all day long. 
But, you know, the smart thing is he missed the shots in the right place where he gave himself a chance to use his best attribute, which is his chipping. You know, if you miss it in the wrong place at Augusta National, you have almost no chance to get up and down. Right. The reality is he missed it where it was not short-sighted. He left himself plenty of green to work with to chip every time. Like, even the shot on 12 that you referenced, Matt, that was not a good shot at all by PGA Tour standards. Mm -mm. It was long left, but what he did is that target that he probably would have had had Cam Smith hit it on the green, he just said, I'm taking that target and I'm going another 30 feet left. I'm taking the water out of play. Yep. I don't think, I, and I don't think, Matt, I don't think Cam hit it fat. I think he just hit the typical, I came out of the shot a little bit, and the wind was his quarter in just a little bit. He comes out of it, and it usually comes up short right. I mean, it didn't look fat to me. It looks like he just came up and out mm-hmm. of it a little bit, which is, I mean, a millisecond of not staying down through the ball. And it's hard to think or hard to imagine that, that one swing turned the entire tournament. Yeah. And it really did. I mean, it ended his chances. He was done at that point. Well, the unfortunate part is, if for Cam, if he goes back and plays out through his mind, which I'm sure he has a few thousand times at this point, as you have a chance to win the Masters, you have two par fives coming up. That wasn't the hole to go try to win the tournament on. No. no That's you're the right. hole to survive on. Just put it on the green. And even if he would have just had it on the left side green, he's in a better spot than Scotty Scheffler would have been. So you, you don't try to win it on 12. I think that's the lesson learned here going forward. If you're in the Masters, down the stretch, don't try to win the golf tournament on the hole. Well, and, you know, you pointed out, Brian, how Scotty Scheffler played that shot. Does he play the shot the same way if Cam Smith doesn't find the drink? I mean, Probably something similar, but as far out to the left as he did, would he be comfortable doing that if Cam Smith had safely gotten aboard? Again, I, I don't know. You we'll know, never know. No, it changes your 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 whole thought process, right? Because, and that's one of the unique things about golf, Matt, that you brought up is that you know when you have the honor, you're up. Correct? It's like you you have the best score on the hole before, so you lead off. In many situations, my thought is if you're in a match play situation. I would rather go last than first to see what the the other guy does, right? How about it? You know, unfortunately, that's not the way golf works. I would much rather have been in Scheffler's position knowing what I need to do as opposed to Cam Smith where, you know, he's up there going, yeah, I'm going to put one on the green and and really put some pressure on him. Because what really could have happened easily, if Cam Smith hits that ball on the green – Scheffler could have been pressured up and hit one in the drink because because his target moves way further right. I mean, what if if Cam stuffs it there and he's got a five or ten footer for birdie? Exactly. Exactly. It's one of the hardest shots in golf, though. You you mentioned, what is it, 145 to 155 is a long stick and play, yet it decides that tournament a lot of times. Well, that green, as you guys know, is long side to side but not very deep. Mm -hmm. And then you have that bunker, and the way that bunker – bunker is designed is that many times you go in that bunker you have a downhill lie out of the bunker chipping towards Rays creek and that is not the shots you want with those <laughs> no. type of uh greens and the speed that they have because i've seen many pros over the years hit what they thought was a pretty good bunker shot ends up in the in the creek i mean but to me i think one of the the changes at a at augusta national really changed the way the tournament uh, was played. The lengthening of the two par fives on the back 
made it where not everybody in the field could get home in two. Right. And so I think strategically that changed the way a lot of people played those holes. There were players that went in, especially the first three days, saying, I'm going to lay up no matter what they dip their tee ball. And so instead of having to hook a driver around the corner, they were hitting three woods off the tee and not having to sling one right to left. And it took the trees on the right out of play because they were hitting three wood, and then they would lay up to whatever their favorite wedge yardage is. And ultimately that's more comfortable for some guys to, to play that way versus trying to have to, to bomb it out there, which – Maybe they're not as comfortable or as accurate doing if they have to take that approach. So much to dive into from the Masters. Let's start with the champion himself, Scotty Scheffler. The natural conversation anytime somebody wins their first major championship, well, how many more is Scotty Scheffler going to win? What type of staying power does Scotty Scheffler have? Obviously, guys, I mean, he's on an incredible tear now what four wins in his last six six? yeah i mean incredible but and we'll hear this later this hour i had a similar line of questioning to andy dillard it feels like we've kind of seen this storyline before right in recent years whether it's jordan speed or brooks kepka insert whichever name you'd like uh colin morikawa we've had a lot of new champions and some of these guys multiple major champions but they haven't all totally stuck around, or in the case of Brooks Kepka, not really winning regular tournaments. So what type of staying power do I, you know, both of you see here for Scotty Scheffler? I think we'll get that answer over the next three majors. Obviously, he can go out and win whatever PGA Tour event. It's not a knock on the RBC or whatever random tournaments going on the other weeks, but those tournaments don't matter anymore when it comes to his legacy other than they're a building number. So if he gets to the end of his career and he's got 50 wins, it'll be really impressive. But what we're all going to care about is the majors. And so he's won the Masters. I think this now makes him a potential pick every year at the Masters because he's got that experience and he played it really, really well on a really uh, tough weekend. And tough, shoot, Thursday and Friday were tough. If he can win another major this year, then I think you can start going to can he get to five. But I don't even think we should have that conversation until he. It, it, we see where this heater streak stops. Does it stop in Tulsa here in, well, just a little over a month mm-hmm. at Southern Hills? Or, you know, if he wins there, then it's a whole different conversation. I mean, we're like, oh, not that I think he'll do it, but the Grand Slam's in play uh, if he's able to win that. So I don't think that it, if I had to guess today, I would say he wins three majors. But I don't think he wins again this year uh, as far as a major. Well, man, I, I probably agree with that as well. I think golf fans in general and golf commentators are too quick to coronate the next Tiger Woods, the next Jack Nicholas. once a guy is young and comes out and wins a major, probably sooner than most expected. But it's really hard. The depth of talent on the PGA Tour is better today than it's ever been, mm-hmm. and it is so difficult to win any tournament, let alone a major. However, once you've done it, then you've got the confidence and that confidence can go a long ways. The other thing Scotty has is the same thing that I think Jordan had when he made his run. He's got the best short game of anybody out there right now. I mean, how many times with some wickedly difficult chips did he just hit it stone dead to a foot, foot and a half? Where for tour guys, 
I mean, that's a slap in. They're not, they're not even worried about that, you know, as opposed to leaving it four or five feet where, you, where you've got a tester. And to me, that's the difference right now. But I, I haven't heard your interview with Andy, but I'm sure he, he'll probably tell you, you see this, golf and being hot runs in cycles. It's not that the player, you know, became a different player or necessarily had an injury or anything of that nature. It's just golf sometimes – everything's going in or every bounce goes your way and that happens in a cycle for six months maybe even a year but that rarely happens for five or ten years in a row and that's where if you look at what people like jack nicholson tiger woods did even a a guy like phil mickelson right i mean phil mickelson incredible can i I think about somebody like who look i want to see more out of dustin johnson because dustin johnson but the ability that he's had to win a tournament you know, and I think the streak's still going, or maybe it just ended a couple of years ago, but where he had won a tournament every single year. Okay, yeah, not a major championship every year, but there's not a lot of guys on tour that are winning at least one event every year. So It's a very, very small number, but the guy that we can talk about uh, after our next break, Rory McIlroy, yep. is even the best example of we coronate people too early. We're, you know, Nick Faldo and everybody else is freaking out because this guy goes way, way under on Sunday. He still didn't win. And if you look at him five years ago, people were talking about Rory's going to be the next Tiger. He yep. was he was coronated that as much as anybody uh, here the last decade. I've got Rory McIlroy uh, Xbox Golf to show for. They, they had me fooled. Bamboozled. Well, and it's, you know, you brought up something, Matt, too. It's, is Scotty going to four-putt if he needed a two-putt to win the tournament? No. I mean, it's a lot different deal when you're, you know, you're down there and all of a sudden if Rory loses by five then, nobody's, everybody's like, yeah, nice run. He does this every single year, guys. If I'm telling you, if you're in Vegas and you're, and you're going to, you make a bet on who, on the <laughs> wait lowest for, round Wait Sunday, for him to fall out and then backdoor top ten. He's your Sunday ticket, right? Because he does this every single Thursday, year. Thursday, Friday doesn't give himself a chance. Well, and it's simply because I think, and I, I don't have any reason to think any otherwise is i think the pressure gets him the pressure of he feels like the media is like you have to win more majors and i think that pressure gets to him and i think he gets a little bit in his own way early on and then once he's out of it says i've got nothing to lose then we see the relaxes and plays really really well yeah well andy dillard had some similar thoughts on that we're doing opening timeout the Gimme Zone, of course, today, it's brought to us by Jimmy Austin OU Golf Club, always brought to us by Elite Roofing Systems. Take a T.O. Let's talk about a couple couple of those, hate to say it, the losers, Cam Smith, Rory McIlroy, uh, the aforementioned Rory McIlroy right there. Take a time out, Brian, Matt, Josh, back with you right here on The Ref after this. Gimme Zone, back with you, Josh Elmer, Matt Reynolds, Brian Vineyard, talking a little masters. Pretty soon we'll be... Talking Crosstown Clash in hour number two today. Teased it before the break, which, by the way, we're hanging out at Jimmy Austin OU Golf Club today. Course is looking immaculate, as it always is. And uh, the Gimme Zone always brought to us by Elite Roofing Systems as well. Teased it before the break, the the losers. What did you guys think? I mean, I that's probably an unfair characterization or description of cam smith who really was fabulous all week until obviously race creek mad on sunday cam smith is the only only player that i think has a chance to still win player of the year and the only way he can do it he's got to go win two of the majors that are left two of the three he could 
He could because he's played really well. And so to see him go down, now the question I have is, have we seen the last of Cam Smith for this calendar year? Does 12 just absolutely wreck him? Sure. I don't think so, and I hope not because I like Cam Smith. But we'll see. There's something, Brian, too, mentally as a golfer, sometimes an experience can do that to you, especially at the Masters. Well, it can have a lasting effect. You're right, Matt. But Cam Smith puts the ball so well, I think he always gives himself a chance to be in contention. It allows you to to have a few uh, errant tee balls and things of that nature because he puts so well. And I really think that a course like Southern Hills, where our next major is right here in the great state of Oklahoma, fits his game really well. And so, you know, I like where he's at. You know, I was most disappointed, Josh, in Jordan Spieth. Oh, man. Because that guy's game seems to be perfect for Augusta National, and yet he goes out, miscut, and then Brooks Kepka. It's like ever since this whole dust-up between uh, him and, him yeah, and, him and it's like he can't play anymore. <laughs> and not that that's the reason. It's just, it's just the timing good point. is consequential of it. You know, I was – I was really disappointed how he played, and, you know, he had all kinds of excuses, as you heard. It was, you know, this or that. I got a bad draw. Well, guess what? Play better. Yeah, it's probably that Dennis Rodman here. That can't be helping his game at all. You're right, though. Yeah, ever since the little dust-up, the spat with DeChambo, we haven't really seen a bunch of uh, positive things from Kepka. So we talked about it last segment a little bit, but Rory McIlroy, man, it really does seem as simple as, just relax and go play. I mean, at this point, nobody's necessarily expecting you to win any more majors. It's been eight years, Matt. It's been a long, long, long time. So at some point, you just got to go out there and put it out of your brain. So maybe you need to turn off social media and just turn away from things on major week and just go out there and play. See what happens. I mean, we see the game on Sunday, obviously. It's He's still got there. The game. He's got the game. But Thursday and Friday, you you – Tiger is the perfect uh, example of this. In the Masters, he has only had around the 60s. I was shocked by this stat one time in the opening round. But he still won a lot. He's won five of them. Why? Because he doesn't put himself out of the tournament on right. Thursday or Friday. He just doesn't you know, go super low typically. Well, I think Rory T to green is as good or better than anybody out there. I mean, he bombs it off the tee extremely accurate for a long hitter. As we saw on Sunday, what he chip in three times? He's got the short game as far as chipping goes. His bugaboo has always been and continues to be the ability to make putts when it counts. He misses more 15-foot birdie putts than anybody else out there I see. He misses more three-foot putts than anybody I've seen. and, And my only explanation for it is pressure. When you're on the tour and you're that good, I mean, you see chops out here every day that can make those putts. Right. And for whatever reason, he struggles when the pressure's on to make those or in those you know, early rounds of a major where he just needs to be positioning himself, not necessarily going low, but just not shooting 76. So hopefully he can – if he gets his putter going like he had on Sunday, he's tough to beat. I mean, he could, he's one of those guys that can run away from the field. He's got that kind of game. It would be just – Kind of going back to your previous thought, Brian. I think it would be – I'm rooting for Oklahoma ties to be in the mix at Southern Hills, but I think it would be a nice little subplot if Cam Smith 
or a Rory McIlroy, just each of those two storylines. If Cam Smith, the redemption factor uh, in, in a major that he just lost at Rays Creek, and then Rory, who just hasn't won in eons, those would be great storylines. Okay, we're right up against the top of the hour. It is the Gimme Zone Josh Elmer alongside Brian Vineyard and Matt Reynolds will take a timeout, come back, and let's hear from Andy Dillard next right here on The Ref. Back with you. It's the Gimme Zone hanging out, getting set for the Crosstown Clash, talking with Coach Grost, and he'll join us in hour number two. But uh, should be fun. Should be fun. We'll tell you all about it as we move along through the Gimme Zone from Jimmy Austin. OU Golf Club this morning, Josh Elmer alongside Brian Vineyard and Matt Reynolds. Had the chance to sit down, catch up with Andy Dillard and get his thoughts. Andy, what uh, what did you think of the 2022 Masters? Welcome back to the Gimme Zone. Joined now by Oklahoma State great and, of course, former PGA Tour golfer Andy Dillard. Andy, what did you think? It was a Masters performance for the ages. And maybe we, should, we all should have seen this coming, the way Scotty Scheffler had been playing. But uh, obviously, he goes out, and as Jim Nance said, he outshines them all to capture the green jacket. Yeah, you know, even though you thought you should have seen it coming, the Masters is a different tournament. It's the tournament that sits above all other tournaments in golf. Let's be real. The physical part you could have seen coming from Scotty Scheffler. Even though he's ranked number one in the world, has had a great three- or four-month run to get there. You still don't know if he's got what it takes internally between his ears to handle the pressure that comes with not only winning the Masters, but more importantly, leading the Masters going into the last round. That takes a special person, a special heart, and a special mind to be able to, to control theirself in that situation. And after the tournament was over, you got to learn way more about Scotty Sheffer than you ever knew. And you also got to learn why he was able to handle himself in such a great fashion at such a young age and win the Masters. We always do this. Somebody capture, captures their first major championship, and it's it's a media thing, right? It's just kind of how it goes, I guess. But now we sure. sort of turn our attention to how many more of these green jackets can Scotty Scheffler win? Can he be the next great American? What type of staying power do you see for Scotty Scheffler? You have no idea. And I don't mean we don't know. You know, staying power means you do what you've been doing on a consistent basis, not for six months, but for six or seven years. That's something we don't know. It's very rare in today's times. Uh, these guys are making so much money right now. It's human nature uh, to get a little lax, to reach your goals very early in life. Um, Look at Rory McIlroy, uh, just as an example. He was wearing the same shoes, and we're still waiting on him to win the Masters. You know, they say, oh, you'll have a chance next year. Brother, 
you don't ever know if you're going to have another chance to win the Masters or any other tournament. Um, doesn't matter how good you are, how young you are, there's no guarantees. You know, he could slam his finger in the door next week in his car door and mess his finger up and never play golf like there's too many variables. We don't know. Uh, the odds are he's not going to. You know, that's that's reality. So only time will tell a very tough place to end, to be as a golfer today in today's times because there's so many great players. Uh, they're so talented. You have 125 guys you're trying to beat that have a chance to win as opposed to 40 years ago. You may have had 10. So uh, it's a different platform today as it was years ago. It'll be something fun to watch. Talking with Andy Dillard, it's the Gimme Zone. It is going to be fun to watch. I can't wait to see how it plays out for him. We just we caution ourselves a little bit because, you know, Dustin Johnson, super talented golfer, one of maybe the most talented to ever play the game, hasn't won a ton of major championships. He's been consistently, you know, winning golf tournaments. Uh, he had the stretch where I don't know how many years he's gone in a row where he's won at least one golf tournament, and that should be applauded. But you think about somebody like a Brooks Kepka, okay, hasn't really played all that great in tournaments that aren't named majors, and now all of a sudden it's been a little bit since he won a major championship. I think about Jordan Speed, who was regarded as this next great American golfer and didn't win four years without winning a tournament. It's hard to win golf tournaments, and it's hard to consistently uh, win major championships, let alone just golf tournaments in general. So that's really kind of the big act, isn't it, for Scotty Scheffler? Can he continue to either win more major championships or is he just going to be a consistent force in golf? And I feel like we've seen some of that, but even with these guys recently that have won major championships, Andy, whether it's a Kepka, whether it's a Jordan Spieth, I mean, it's like they're here and then gone tomorrow. Yes, and that's that's just the world you live in today. Um, will his intensity stay there? Will his drive stay there? We don't know. Uh, and like I said earlier, you've got so many other guys to beat. Um, you've got to be very – obviously, you've got to be playing great to win a golf tournament, and you've got to get extremely lucky. So you got to have everything happen that goes in your way to win the tournament. So uh, winning tournaments is much more difficult than we actually perceive uh, the general public and, and in the media. Um, it's easy to say who's the – the flavor of the month, and is he going to be the greatest ever? Well, hold on, wait a minute. He's played very well for five or six months. Uh, come see me in five or six years, and we'll have this discussion again. Uh, I personally think he's got his life and his priorities in line, which will allow him to achieve that position for a greater period of time as opposed to some other guys. So uh, I saw a lot of great qualities in Scotty Scheffler that have nothing to do with golf this weekend that will be determining factors with him having a highly successful golf career. Totally agree. I mean, he seems like a super likable young man, and uh, obviously he he was the best of everybody. 
uh, at the Masters, which is no small feat. You mentioned luck, and it takes some of that to win golf tournaments. Just watching the way that Sunday unfolded, Andy, I, I thought number three was a little lucky for Scotty Sheffield. And I don't say that in a demeaning or a negative way about him. Like you said, sometimes it takes a little bit of that. The chip where he's off the green, and I'm not saying there wasn't skill involved. There obviously was skill involved. But if that doesn't roll right toward the cup and fall in, who knows how the rest of Sunday plays out. But it did go directly to the cup. It didn't roll past the cup 15 feet by with a you know difficult par putt returning on number three, and it went in. And I just wanted to get your thoughts to talk a little bit more, kind of specifically that moment at number three, what that type of moment can do in a tournament where it is such high-pressure stakes. It is the Masters. All of that is going on inside Scotty Scheffler's head, and then all of a sudden you do get a birdie in a spot where, who knows? I mean, if it doesn't hit the hole, it could turn out being a boogie. Exactly. That chip did not have to go in. I'm a massive, huge believer, 100% in fate. That ball was supposed to go in. That's why it went in. Um, you're, the most important part of your golf game, in order, is your heart, your mind, and your short game. And Scotty Scheffler has all three of those prioritized and in line. You know, let's be honest. He doesn't have a great golf swing. You're not going to teach anybody to dance around with your feet. He's got a great mind, a great heart, and a great short game. Uh, and that being said, those three qualities will carry you a long ways. So, like we said earlier, I'm I'm very interested in seeing how he continues. Do I think he'll stay on top, number one in the world? Maybe for a little while, not forever. You know, I'd be surprised if he's there at the end of the year. I really would. There will be another flavor of the month come along. Uh, they'll get everything going like he does, and they'll move on top, and he'll scoot down a little bit. So uh, reality is that's just the way it goes right now. What do you make of the way the final round started and then ultimately played out for Cameron Smith? What can he take from the experience of being in that final pairing at the Masters? And then just what did you see from Cameron Smith the, the entirety of the week and then obviously on Sunday? Oh, hey, listen, the entirety of the week, the big picture, that kid is a great player. He's got control of his emotions. At the end of the day, the shot on 12 cost that tournament would have had a different flavor the last few holes had his tee shot on 12 not gone in the river. I actually thought all the pressure was on Scotty Scheffler, not Cameron. Uh, you know, how many times is one of the top players in the world going to hit a nine iron in the water? Not very often, but let's be real. That situation has gobbled up some of the best players in the world year after year after year. <laughs> so, uh, uh, welcome to the club, Cameron. He th That's not going to affect him, I don't think. The only way it might is he may aim towards the middle of that green the rest of his life. Uh, that will tell you he learned something. Uh, but Cameron's going to be fine. He's playing great. He's going to continue to play good here for a while. He's a great putter. So, uh, uh now, he he will take that shot to his grave, 
regardless of what he does the rest of his life in golf, that shot will be with him and haunt him forever. Don't kid yourself. Yeah, Race Race Creek is not for the faint of heart coming down the home stretch on a Sunday when you're right there in contention. And obviously, unfortunately for Cameron Smith, it got got the best of him. But I think, you know, obviously a great week for Cameron Smith moving forward. Sure. That, uh, being right there, he can he can definitely feel like he can build upon moving forward. A couple of other big names, Rory McIlroy. I mean, if you're talking about folks that made a charge on Sunday, he was ultimately it turned out he was way too far back, but he did match the best round ever in the final round with a 64. That was impressive on Sunday. What do you make of that for Rory? And then, of course, I want to get your thoughts on Tiger Woods the week that was. I continually see a pattern with Rory falling way back and then coming from behind like he did, what that should tell him is he should just relax and go be Rory. Don't try to be anybody else. Don't push the issue. If he will just relax and go play golf, it's obvious his golf game is good enough to beat anybody at any golf course at any tournament. Uh, His game didn't change from day one to day four, but his mind did. Sunday he was relaxed and played like he didn't care, but he really cared, which is the optimal way to play golf, and shoot 64. So uh, I think that gave Rory confidence in Rory just being Rory and not trying to be someone and something that he's not. Um, that's just kind of my that's, – that's my opinion and my take. Um, Tiger Woods, off the charts, great. He's a – uh, one of the greatest players. He's probably played the greatest golf that anybody's ever played. He doesn't have Jack's record. Um, him just playing in the golf tournament was a win for golf. Anytime you get to see Tiger Woods play in a tournament from now on, enjoy it. His career is very short-lived for reason, obvious reasons. I saw him embrace the moment more just from playing in the tournament. He knew playing in the tournament, he won. He, won. he wasn't going to win that tournament, but for him to be able to play, make the cut, everybody wins and everybody won with that performance uh, from the greatest. Still today, the biggest draw, the greatest entertainer uh, there is in golf. So anytime we get a chance for him to play in a tournament from now, you better watch it because he's not out here for very much longer. Well, it won't be too long, Andy, before we're previewing a major championship from right here in the great state of Oklahoma out at Southern Hills. It's sneaking up on us, but really uh, appreciate your time as always, Andy. Before we get you out of here, let everybody know how they can get in touch with you and get great lessons. Hey, thank you. 405-535-2529. That's 405-535-2529. If you want to learn what the guys are doing on television, just give me a call. Andy Hay, thank you so much for your time. We'll catch up next week. Thank you, guys. Look forward to it. Great thoughts, as always, from Andy about the Masters and our new champion, Scotty Scheffler. We'll do a break. We'll take it, and we'll be right back here. Josh Homer alongside Brian Vineyard and Matt Reynolds. It's the Gimme Zone. Keep it dialed in right here. Your thoughts as well if you want to chime in. Air Comfort Solutions text line. That is all yours, 405-651-3439. Take it to T.O. Back with you right after this. Oh, it's getting better. 
Getting better out here at Jimmy Austin. That's right, Crosstown Clash. Just about to get underway this afternoon. We'll hear from the coaches, the players, hear a little bit about uh, what the format looks like over the next hour. we got a little room to roam beforehand, though. Josh Elmer, Brian Vineyard, Matt Reynolds hanging out with you. As always, it's brought to us by Elite Roofing Systems. That's EliteRoofOK.com. So, Cameron Smith, we talked a little bit about maybe what this means for him going forward. I think, in, in you know, maybe this was the off-air conversation we were having. I think so often when it's somebody like Cameron Smith, and, you know, let me preface this by saying, I think Cameron Smith will be back in the mix of major championships. I think he'll win a major championship, possibly multiple major championships, and, you know, plenty of tournaments along the way, too. But it just, it always, I don't want to say that it rubs me the wrong way, but it makes me, it makes me say, I don't know. The Lee Corso not so fast just yet when Cameron Smith has the type of blow-up that he had coming down the home stretch on Sunday. And then I hear talking head after talking head, whether it's Faldo, whether it's Nance, whoever it may be, say, well, he'll be he'll be back here soon, and he's going to win these next time. Okay, I heard that same thing about Ricky Fowler eight years ago. You just never know. You never know, and that's why the game of golf is so great. That's why what one Tiger Woods has done has been so amazing to see, and that's the one story by the way we haven't talked about is indeed Sir Tiger Woods. You're uh, welcome, Tiger Woods he, haters. We he, waited 50 minutes. We did. We waited a long time. Uh, he, he made the cut, which I thought was really, really great for him, but just as we talked about the weeks leading up to it, once we knew he was playing – the weather was going to be horrible conditions for him on Saturday, with it being cold more than anything. Yeah. The wind affected everybody, but the cold, with as much metal as that guy's got in his body, he's practically bionic man. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Well, the disappointing thing is it sound, it doesn't sound optimistic that he's coming to Southern Hills. He, no. He committed to the Open. He's coming to Southern Hills. But he better. He, he did not commit. Now, Matt does have, you know. I gave you the inside track. The inside you did. track. You did. So, That's true. Therefore, we're going to have to go with, you know, Matt's uh, text from Tiger that he'll be here. So buy your tickets right now if you haven't already. Not and, that, hey, we're not making any money off the ticket sales. You don't have to buy them. It's okay. <laughs> That's right. you can, hey, and Matt, we'll, we'll are, be there. are we going to be there for we're our gonna, show? We're going to be there. It looks like we're going to be there. So All Saturday. right. Giddy up. Fantastic. It looks like so. a go and uh, should be a really fun week for the state of Oklahoma. Also, I, I can't say where I've heard this from, but I do actually have a legitimate source on this one. Phil, it was told to me that Phil was suspended for 90 days. That 90 days. So no Southern Hills. I no, no. That 90 days comes at an end 10 days before Southern Hills. Gosh, that's great to hear. I, I heard it okay. from a reliable person let's just say that that's okay. as much as i can give interesting so I, I think call me crazy but i think we're gonna have phil and tiger with everybody else please which, pair those two together that would I mean, be come a on. gold pairing i don't even care who the third person is you can throw anybody in there. <laughs> yeah, right throw yeah. one of us in there it doesn't matter they're gonna watch those two guys is what they're gonna watch yeah if, there'd be people lining up to be the third in that group right no kidding scotty scheffler and those two with the way he's been playing that would be tough on Scotty. You know what I mean? You're paired with two legends. You talk about putting some added pressure on you. I don't care if you're number one in the in the world or not. And and the 
gentlemen most recently to have won the Masters. Yeah, it's you know it's exciting that our that we have championship golf coming to Oklahoma again. Kudos to Southern Hills. We've had it at Oak Tree National before. Kudos to the folks that run our golf courses here that see it as a priority to get major championship golf here in Oklahoma. Because, quite frankly, Matt, not everybody gets that. No, they nope. don't. And it's a I had a very rare chance to go to it last year at Kiowa. It is a really, really cool deal. So I'm excited for Tulsa to have it. I hope, looking outside right now, that the wind is blowing just as much Me on too. Saturday and Sunday. Let them feel what we feel when we're out there on a Saturday morning and we're having to deal with, you know, wind gust of forty. You you put twenty five mile an hour winds on Southern Hills. Good luck, fellas. It's gonna be tough. We uh, over the next couple of weeks, we need to sit down and put on our big board our top seven, eight, nine, however many we want to go. However deep with the storylines we want to go, what the best storylines at Southern Hills could be? Because just listening to Matt talk about Phil Mickelson and oh, was there a ninety-day suspension or not? If maybe on some pretty good sourcing, Phil Mickelson being in the mix. After everything that has happened with him oh, would man. be, oh, man. It'd be, the middle, it'd be the middle finger to everybody of, I won this last year, and if he, I don't think he'll win it. I'm a huge Phil guy, but I don't think he'll win it this year. But if he somehow did, oh, my goodness. I mean, I don't, his, his legacy would uh, just jump through the roof even more uh, than what it did a year ago. Well, and I would think, Brian, this would be the case pretty much anywhere for the most part with, either tiger or or phil but if tiger or phil and let's just say for the sake of this argument it's phil that's in the hunt with everything that's happened with him i think tulsa's going bonkers for phil oh for sure phil has always been a fan favorite it's because he's the i'm not laying up guy i'm going for it and every golfer at heart wants to have the ability to go for that par five and two or drive that sure. par four. Most people aren't physically able to do it, but they see Phil out there going, oh, it's 330, he's pulled out the big stick. Go for it. Well, this would be awesome if he can get out there and go for it because I'll tell you what, you give Phil 90 days and an axe to grind, he might come back really focused, right, even at his age. Some guys, that's what they need. Uh, you know, look at the NFL and what's going on with one Baker Mayfield right now. Uh, some guys, that's what they need. They need that push and that kick in the rear end. And he said some things, guys, but I don't think it was that controversial. By the way, Gary Player, uh, we don't have to talk about this a whole lot, but did you uh, notice the logo he had on his shirt as he teed off? For the was Masters? it the shark? It was uh, literally Saudi Golf League. Oh, man. Go back and look at his shirt. That was his logo at the Masters on wow, Thursday at the ceremonial uh, tee shot. So Phil gets a lot of the crap, but other people somehow just skate by. Phil Mickelson, I mean, he's had plenty of time here to down, you know, coffee for wellness after coffee for wellness. He might come in, I mean, just it's like a fountain up. of youth at the <laughs> Southern Hills ready to roll. Oh, man. the um, Any other storylines that we haven't talked about? I, I, we're about to... Welcome in uh, the two coaches from Norman High and Norman North after we take this next break and start getting ready for the Crosstown Clash from here at Jimmy Austin OU Golf Club uh, this afternoon. So we'll talk to both coaches next. But any other storylines from the week that was at the Masters 
that uh, we haven't touched on. I mean, obviously, Tiger was sort of the lightning rod all week. We touched on that. Rory McIlroy, late charge but fell too far behind. Cam Smith, anything I'd else? I said Justin Thomas is the only one we haven't touched on. He played similar to Rory so bad early on. He had no chance. But I will give him this. Friday he came out, and he knew he had to shoot something way better. I, I want to say he had a 76, 77 on Thursday. Fired back a, a great round on Friday to make the cut and really to not get into contention, but uh, have a good chance to be a, a top ten finisher on Sunday. So give him credit, I guess. But at the same time, we can't just get hard on Rory and say, "Oh, you know, hey, you got to do better in round one," and not give it back to Justin Thomas. So it's kind of the same deal. Rory and Justin Thomas, in a lot of ways, they're really talented, but for whatever reason, they're just stuck on the majors that they have. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I hadn't. Hadn't really thought of that, but, um, you know, Justin Thomas would be... Only got one. Only got one, and, you know, what you said earlier, Brian, about it's clear that Rory McIlroy, he's got the game, but he's it's like he's psyching himself out of it on Thursdays and Fridays. I think Justin Thomas is dealing with a little bit of that, too, trying to get major number two. He doesn't want to be the the one-and-done guy. doesn't want to be I've got one major and not multiple majors and not be you know regarded similarly to a Jordan Spieth, right, that has four major championships as his buddy. I think he wants to get to that number and surpass that number, and yet here he is. He's, he's stuck... Uh, Stuck in neutral with just the the one major championship. All right, we'll do a a break. We'll take that, and when we come back, we will start getting ready. Crosstown Clash from out here at Jimmy Austin. The, uh, I believe, second annual Crosstown Clash. Yes, first time we've been here, though. First time for us. First time for us, and it should be fun. Get to hear from both of the uh, coaches, and then, of course, uh, all of the players as well. Maybe, maybe some friendly uh, banter back and forth from right here at jimmy austin ou golf club josh brian and matt taking a timeout let's hear from the coaches next right here on the rep hour number two it's the gimme zone it's cross town clash day that's right we're hanging out at jimmy austin ou golf club josh elmer alongside brian vineyard matt reynolds we welcome in the two head coaches norman high head coach greg grost as well as Norman North High School head coach Ryan Rayner. We've got Coach Greg Gross right here across the way from us. Coach, good morning. Welcome to the program. We appreciate you all being out here covering a little high school golf here, the throwdown in Norman. Coach Rayner, good morning to you as well. I think we have you there on the phone lines. Yeah, good morning, gentlemen. Good, good, mor- good morning, Coach Ryan. How, how's it the soccer game this morning? Well, it's blowing 50 out here at Griffin. <laughs> But hopefully it's I about think, 20 at Jimmy. I, I think we're going to put the cover on Jimmy, so it'll be uh, really nice in about four hours. Yeah, I think it's That's only right. about a three-club win today, Coach. Maybe. That <laughs> downwind is going to be fun, I can promise you. The end of the wind, we'll be able to handle it. Downwind, um, it's going to be special. I know we talked about this uh, about a month's time, a month time back or a couple weeks ago. But take us through, for those that are just tuning in this morning that don't know the genesis of how this Crosstown Clash golf event was put together. Coach Gross, what, what was sort of the thinking in making this possible? Well, as we all know, any time in Norman you, have, you compete in sports, it's called Crosstown Clash. Football, basketball, baseball, wrestling, you name it, a palm. And uh, bottom line is golf didn't have one. 
And so last year when I started doing this, I said, let's just put one together. Uh, the previous coach at, at Norman North, Josh, uh, um, and I said, let's, let's make it happen. And so we, we kicked it off last year in the, in the, somewhat in the COVID. Uh, it was, uh, we, didn't, we weren't able to probably promote it as much then because of the, of the restrictions. And so now we've gotten in year two. Well, great. Hey, Coach Rayner, tell everybody what type of format you guys are going to have out there today. So it's a pretty unique format, you know. Most of the, or most of our tournaments, uh, guys just go out and play their own ball and just add them all up. But this is going to be kind of a Ryder Cup style where we've got two of our guys and two of their guys in the same group, and they're going to be playing a four-ball match. But also at the same time, uh, each of those guys is going to be playing one of the other guys from the other team. So there'll be singles matches kind of mixed in with the four-ball matches, and uh, each match is worth one point. Well, coaches, I'll, I'll start with you, Coach Gross. Is this the only type of uh, competition in high school golf that, that has this type of format? Because typically it is just stroke play, correct? That's correct, yes. This, this is unique. Um, we all know that uh, those who follow uh, college golf know that they went to match play uh, at the NCAA Division One, and now we have an NCAA Division II. Uh, it's, a, it's fun for the players to do mano and mano, uh, and it's been a, Golf Channel now covers it live in the big box. Uh, so this is starting to happen around the country in college golf. So it's naturally going to, it's going to, you know, it's going to go downhill. It's going to trickle downhill to high school golf. I've been talking to some of the some of the better programs over in Tulsa, encouraging them to maybe do a union, uh, you know, uh, a union jinx, uh, you know, or something, or a broken arrow in Owasso. Hmm. Uh, it could it could very easily handle that way, and, it, and it's it's special. You get the people behind you, and it gives the uh, the young players, male or female, if the if the girls want to do it, gives them something to, they stand out. They're not in obscurity behind some of the other sports that are, are, you know, put lots of people to stands. It's obviously everybody's competitive and, and wants to win this Crosstown Clash, but just even, you know, looking at the signage on the, the way into the Jimmy Austin OU Golf Club this morning where you guys went out and had the photo shoot down at Main Street. I mean, I think that's so cool. Can you talk a little bit, Coach Rayner, about just – what this means for the two programs, I mean, obviously it's a competition and everybody wants to win, but really bringing these two programs together in a sense, too. It, these guys are friends on the course and off the course, but this gives them a chance to have kind of that uh, a chance to have bragging rights over their buddies for an entire year. Uh, I, they may not admit it, but I, I think there's – a lot of pride that's going to go into uh, these matches today, wanting to come out on top. Well, coaches, one of the things that, that I think everybody needs to understand is Norman is so fortunate to have two guys of your caliber coaching these high school guys. I mean, obviously, Coach Gross won a national championship here at OU, has done lots of things at a, at a larger stage as well. And for those that don't know, Coach Rayner played college golf at, at Kansas and is a very accomplished player. And I think to have these two guys as coaches is very special. The other thing that I think is super special, and I'll let Coach Gross elaborate on this, is you guys have wrapped in a clinic into this as well, which talk about the clinic and tell us tell us how that's set up. Well, last year we wanted to have the clinic, and obviously we couldn't just because of COVID. And so this year the idea was to uh, let the younger golfers, uh, junior high, elementary school kids that want to come out and watch. We're going to do a clinic with the uh, the players. As you saw, you, you referenced the poster that we did back in the fall. 
Uh, so there's there's three and three on that from Norman High and Norman North. So those gentlemen, young men, are going to be part of the clinic along with Coach Rayner and I, which is a good a good experience for them. It's a teaching experience for them. Uh, and we'll interact with the kids. All the teams will be here. We've got some autograph session afterwards. We've got posters to give out. Uh, so the idea is bring them out, let them see what it's like, and maybe they're going to want to play golf. Let's grow the game in Norman, Oklahoma. Let's, let's provide something that, I mean, I go back to football or baseball. They're always watching the kids at high school. They want to do that. They want to play and put on orange or green. So we need to whip golf. And Jimmy, the Jimmy Austin here, let's be honest, they have been over backwards to help all of high school golf. Um, there was a reason this golf course was built back in the day when it was renovated, uh, and I was I was lucky to be a part of that. And it's and it's serving exactly what the vision we had back in the early '90s was for. How will this grow the game of golf? In Norman, if you can elaborate on that, Coach Grost, and then the type of reception. It, it sounds like last night. Uh, I, I I don't know if we call it the pre uh, the game the pregame bash, if you will, last night. But it sounds like the reception it was, a draw was party. great. It was a draw party, so we it's kind of like the it's like the NCAA championship with the match play, or or even like the Ryder Cup in the sense that you know whoever's hosting this year it's Norman North. Um, you know, they get to go first, and they can either pass or they can or they can pick a player, and then we match. And there's fun. The guys have been talking about it for, you know, all spring, who we're going to play, you know, and who, who's going to be partnership. Some of them are repeats from last year. Um, so that's fun. It, it, it's, it's, it's a competition. It's for pride in this town. Um, but it's also to grow in the game because those little kids, we hope they come out today, and their parents, hmm. and they go, Mommy, Daddy, that's cool. I want to do that. Okay, and that's great. I mean, we love soccer and we love baseball and tennis and all the other sports, but how about golf? So why not? Well, Coach Rayner, talk to us about this. I think golf in the state of Oklahoma in general is as good as it's ever been. It's in a very healthy spot. We've got, we have, I feel like we've got young men and that are choosing to play golf over other sports now, where it used to be, well, I'm not a big guy, so I can't play basketball anymore once I get to high school, and I can't play football, but but I'm pretty good at golf, so I'll, I'll go seek golf. That was kind of my track. But the reality is golf is so robust in this state right now, especially with our two colleges and our amateur ranks, We've got some real players out there. Talk to us about that and, and what your feeling is on, on the state of uh, high school golf. Well, and I think we're seeing the game grow. A lot of that's the Tiger effect. And now, you know, the kids that grew up watching Tiger are turning into the professionals and you're seeing athletes. So kids don't look at it as just, a, you know, I'm too small anymore. Like athletes are doing this. We're hitting the ball 300 yards. All of these kids are hitting it as far as I do, and I'm fairly long myself, and it's it's mind-blowing how much skill and talent there is. Um, you're seeing schools like Edmund North send uh, year after year, it seems like, a player to Oklahoma State, which has historically been one of the best programs in the country. Uh, we've got a guy on our team that's going to OU, which is one of the top programs in the country now. So you are correct. You are seeing this state put out a ton of talent, and uh, a lot of that I think we, I don't know if it's been brought up yet or not, but uh, the contributions uh, of Maury Rose and the OJGT and how much that, that has grown, where these guys have competitions in the fall. When I grew up here in Oklahoma, we, we didn't have that. We had the South Central Tour and AJGA, and that was it. Now 
there are all kinds of options for these kids to get in tournaments. U.S. Kids Golf, South Central, OJGT, AJGA, the list goes on, and it's all year round. So you're seeing these kids develop at a lot younger age, and they are super talented. Want to talk to some of these athletes and start really previewing this thing, but before we do that, Coach Gross, Coach Rayner, Give us a little bit of a breakdown. Coach Gross, we'll start with you. What type of team are you fielding? Who are we going to see out on the on the course today? Well, we've got two seniors, uh, Carson Wright, uh, who's going to be going to Cameron. Um, uh, Evan Kelly is going to be going to Lewis and Clark to play golf. And uh, then you've got uh, juniors, uh, Denon Norman. Uh, ben Campbell, which adds a little intrigue here because guess who Ben played for last year? Norman North. Uh-oh. Okay. So he uh, and he and so he transferred back to Norman High, and uh, um, uh, you've got uh, Quinn Robertson, and then you've got a sophomore Maddox Valentine. And you know we've had an up and down semester. We really haven't put a round together. And we've got three scores looking for a fourth, or you got two, and you got three average. It's been an up and down semester. Um, I learned a long time ago when I chased many years Coach Holder. Uh, uh, you know what? They don't give out any any state high school championships or NCAA championships in March and April. You do it in May, and so you know. Hopefully, our best golf's in front of us. Uh, the guys believe it is. Uh, today is just another opportunity to go out and compete and see what happens. Coach Rayner, uh, we've got Jake Hopper senior who is uh, one of our team captains and is going to play for Coach Hibble at OU uh, next semester. And in his four-ball match, his partner is going to be Leighton Kyle, another senior. Uh, in our next group, we have Max Carange, a junior, and Dax Rambo, a sophomore, both uh, super talented, can, can throw up a lot of birdies. Uh, and then we've got Josh Stewart, our other team captain, and Mac Moore, both sophomores, uh, in the last grouping uh, today, both super talented, hard workers, uh, you know, kind of the next wave uh, for our team, you know, for the next couple of years. So we're, we're pretty secure in our lineup. Uh, had a pretty solid semester so far. We've won a couple tournaments, but guys keep putting in the work, kind of keep stacking those building blocks, and I agree with Coach Gross that, you know, we believe our, our best golf is in front of us. And understand that, you know, those wins were real cool when we won them. But the next day, we got to get back to work because we have uh, bigger goals in mind come May 9th and 10th uh, here at Jimmy Austin. Guys, I just want to say this as uh, last second here is that we're so fortunate in Norman, Oklahoma, to have the golf courses that allow the high school players uh, for boys and girls, also the the mid highs to play. You know, just want to want to give a shout out to not only the Jimmy here. Uh, but the trails where we had our tournament last week, um, Westwood Park, uh, which hosts more tournaments than we can imagine, uh, Cobblestone, who lets us go out there. So those golf courses are special. Those people that run them, they really understand about growing the game and how if you don't see that next generation, it's never going to grow. And uh, I just want to thank all the courses in town, especially with the amount of play that we all see in the growth of the game right now. Well, Coach, yeah, I, that's really important. Yeah, I second. I second what Coach Gross just said. We are very, very, very thankful for what this town is doing for both programs. Well, great. Well, guys, we're we're wrapping up this first segment, going to take it to break. We're overdue for one, and we're going to come back, and we're going to hear from the uh, kids who are going to get out there today and get Some it done. Some captains, I'm, I'm told. Some captains. El Capitan, come on.
Going to be fun. So we'll keep uh, previewing this cross. Hey, thank you, Coach uh, Gross. Coach Rayner, thank you so much. Appreciate your time. Thanks, we'll take guys. a timeout. Let's hear from the players next. Keep it dialed in right here. It's the Gimme Zone on the wrap. Back with you, the Gimme Zone. Hour number two, and it is officially showtime here from Jimmy Austin, OU Golf Club, Josh Elmer, alongside Matt Reynolds. It's time to talk to the captains, Matt. It is, and it should be a fun time. Obviously, a really fun format here at the Crosstown Clash at Jimmy Austin Golf Club, and should be a great time. So uh, let's start uh, on the Norman North side. They're the host, and we've got uh, a couple of young men, but we'll start with Josh Stewart. Josh, what does it mean for you to be able to be in a match like this? This is a unique thing for Oklahoma where it's more Ryder Cup style than just your go out and shoot your score. Uh, you don't see a lot of other teams have stuff like this, so it's pretty cool. We're kind of the only only two teams that do it. So it's kind of a fun thing to look forward to every year. What was your reaction when you, sh- I don't know, jumped out of bed and hopped in the vehicle to come over here this morning and the wind's blowing around like it is today, the weather is what it is. Are you excited about the types of conditions that you get to play in today? What, what, or are you just accustomed to it because it's, it's Oklahoma and that's just kind of how it goes? No, I'm, I'm excited for it. They're going to they're gonna have some tough time dealing with it. Oh, man. <laughs> I love it. Shots fired across the bow. That's awesome. What What is your favorite hole at Jimmy? I like hole one, honestly. It's a pretty intimidating tee shot, and it's pretty, it gets pretty tight up there. At the, up, you know, there's a little bunker on the left, trees right, native all down the left. Got to put it where you want it. What do you think about who you're paired up with in terms of uh, your match today in in Evan Kelly? Uh, I took an L last year. Not gonna lie, so. So we'll see how it goes this year. I'm, I'm not not forgetting that. <laughs> Getting some nods from a, across the way here. What about uh, what about your your coach? What can you tell us about Coach Rainer? Uh, he's a good coach. He played at Kansas University, so he's a good player. He kind of helps us along the season, and we got a good season cooking, and we're looking to extend on. Well, let's let's hear from your opponent here across the way, if you don't mind tossing that headset over to Evan. And now Evan's got a follow-up. He obviously has the win uh, in this match a year ago, getting to play uh, the match again. Do you, is that an advantage for you that you won last year, a disadvantage? Because, you know, g- give me your thoughts on that, playing the same guy. Well, I wouldn't say it's really either, just because you got to show up. you got to still put in your best effort. You can't really think that, well, I beat him last time, so I'll just show up and beat him again. It's not really like that. Just each day is different. Just show up. Just play your best. Yeah, golf. They they don't. You know, typically they don't let you start six under in golf. You know, yeah. unless it's uh, the end of year tournament uh, on the PGA Tour. So you you don't get a a ten goal lead to start in golf. What do you think about just this event as a whole? I mean, you got to take part in it a year ago in the Crosstown Clash. We've we've heard from the two coaches today. How cool is this event? Uh, it's the most fun event we play all year. I mean, it's the only match play event. Um, it's just 18 holes, just nice and relaxed. Uh, most of the tournaments we play is 36, and, you know, it's a lot of golf in a day. And just to come out here, just to play relaxed with people you know and your friends, it's just it's great, yeah. As far as the format, there's not much match play at the high school level uh, for Oklahoma, but <clears throat> we were just talking with Coach Gross, and obviously – you do have that at the college level, at yeah. both Division One, Division Two, all over the board. They're going to that route 
having the opportunity to play that is take someone through that's out there listening that doesn't really under you know maybe is a casual golf fan but doesn't understand as a player what the big difference is what is the difference in a match play scenario versus just stroke play for you well obviously match play is going to be a lot different um for me it's a lot more relaxed just because you can you know maybe have a bigger number on a hole and you can just forget about it and right. just keep moving on um so yeah with stroke play you got to be a little bit more careful you got to think about the putts maybe in match play do you have a putt that you have to make so you can just be aggressive and if you don't get it you can just forget about it and, and move on now so, josh was under the <laughs> he was under the impression that the wind could give you some fits today evan how do you respond to that well i play a pretty low ball flight you know we're all pretty good with the wind. We're all from Oklahoma. Uh, I don't think it should be too much trouble. There you go. I love, love it. it. Love it. Now, uh, tell us about Jimmy. Uh, I asked Tim what his favorite hole was. This is a unique year because the state championship is also here. So yeah. what is your favorite part about Jimmy? Hole or a set of holes? Give me give me your take. <laughs> I really like hole 12, the par 3 over water. Um, it, re- it sets up for my draw, and it's just it's a picture-perfect hole. Um, I think they have a picture of it hanging up somewhere. It's great. Um, and then I really like 15, the really long par 3. That's just, it's fun. It's the longest par 3 I've ever played. And then you just got a massive green that you just swing away at. Hopefully it gets on. Yeah. Well, good luck to you today, Evan. we got just a couple of minutes, I think, here before the top of the hour. If you want to toss that headset uh, on over to, to uh, Carson would be good. And now, Carson... You want if, me to hand my headset I, to Jake? Uh, yeah, you can. That's fine. Uh, Carson, if I remember correctly, you signed with Cameron. Is that accurate? Uh, yeah. I haven't signed yet, but I'm committed to Cameron. Okay. Very nice. Uh, well, congratulations on that. Thank you. Uh, let's start off with, uh, of course, you're going to have a match with Jake Hopper coming up here. Uh, what do you see in that match, and what's going to be the keys for you? Uh, it's going to be just like playing here for fun. Doing many matches growing up. And it's just going to be another one just to have fun, end it on the right note, hopefully. Well, we've got Jake on the other side. Uh, Jake is signed with the University of Oklahoma. So this is a course that hopefully you uh, know at least a little bit. Yeah, I know. You're obviously going to know a lot lot more about it. Uh, What is your favorite uh, part about Jimmy? I like holes uh, 10, 11, 12, and 13. We played a tournament out here uh, three weeks ago, and I played those holes two or three under. So I like those. And what does it? Uh, we'll, we'll go back to uh, Carson for this question. What? What? How does it help both programs? I guess as much as you play here with the state tournament going to be here. Obviously, you got to qualify. You got to get there. But it, you know, if you are able to do that, this is going to be what your that'd be your third tournament here. Is that right? Yeah, it would. So, what what advantage does that give you? Just knowing this golf course as well as you do. I feel like no matter the conditions, we'll have the advantage. We know where to hit it. We know where to. We're not able to miss it. We know how to get up and down everywhere, basically. So just having that knowledge over the other teams could help us be us two in the final group and on the uh, Tuesday. And, and Jake, this is the last one, and we'll take a break. Uh, but as you look at match play, we've talked a lot about the difference of that format. What is the biggest difference for you as you change? Do you change your mindset in any way going into that? Um, it changes a lot. Um, I've played match play a lot, so um, normally I just try and uh, make a lot of pars and just, yeah, and just, yeah. 
Okay. Well, uh, la- last thing, I guess, uh, we'll go to the Norman side first. What's your prediction on the, the final score here today? Um, I'm thinking 5-4 us. Okay. Okay, Jake? Mine's 9-0 us. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Shots fired. Shots fired. Well, we're at the Crosstown Clash out here at Jimmy Austin Golf Club. We'll take a quick break. Top of the hour, Gimme Zone, coming back with more up to this. Welcome back to the Gimme Zone. It is Matt Reynolds, Brian Vineyard, and Josh Helmer hanging out with you. And on a day like today, uh, these young gents in front of us are getting ready to brave the weather. But if you don't want to brave the weather, Indoor 18 is a great spot to go in Oklahoma City. It is the home for indoor golf practice in Oklahoma City and surrounding areas. If you've ever wanted to use the same technology the pros are using, look no further. They've got a great setup with three TrackMan golf bays. Get your numbers dialed in. Come play around. They've got over 120 courses or just you know map your bag out. They also do loft, lie, and adjustments for your grips. Indoor18.com or give them a call, 405-432-GOLF. All right, we've got uh, another couple pairings here, uh, Josh, and this should be fun. So at the table with us, we'll start uh, on our right side here. We've got Maddox Valentine and Dax Rambo here getting ready to face off, and uh, Maddox is with Norman. We'll start with you. Uh, just take me through what this event really means to you. Is It's a special time, obviously. It's leading down the line towards the state tournament. Hopefully for the state tournament, there's a little better weather out there. What do you make of the weather today? How much is that going to matter in this match? Yeah, it's uh, we usually play in this weather, so it's not it's not too bad. It's a normal day in Oklahoma, so... Yep, not, nothing that you guys haven't seen before. That's certainly true. But hey, it, it you know it's not a calm day either, so the wind is definitely going to be a factor. So how does that play into your game? Do you feel like it could be an advantage for you, or just kind of business as usual? It's kind of just business as usual. Try to keep the ball low. Just kind of play through the wind. You know, you've got three and ten that are par fours here. They're going to be playing downwind. Are those holes? Are you picking up driver and going for the green? Or you know what? How do you, how do you play a hole like that? You know, I just just have a little wedge in with my plan. So, all right, you know, very good. I, I like it. Man with the plan, Josh. Man with the plan. We love that. What do you think about your opponent today in Dax Rambo? I guess you could say pair of opponents today, but specifically in uh, in your your particular match. What do you think about about Dax? Well, me and Dax are friends, so that'll be really fun going against each other and just having to kick some butt. All right. Well, let's uh, let's hear from Dax uh, next. Appreciate that, Maddox. Uh, now, Dax, we got to start with this. He's got the best hair of anybody here by far. So got some uh, flow. It, it, it's close. It's close, I guess. But uh, he's got the flow going. No hat, so it's e- easy to notice. Uh, who are, are you a Cam Smith guy? I got to start with that, I guess. Uh, well, I bet on bet on him at the Masters. Uh, that, that almost that trip, looks pretty good. That triple uh, lost me about four hundred dollars. So I don't think uh, I don't think you were cashing I that, about that. I don't think you were cashing that ticket either way. But but I hear you. It was officially not a winner as soon as that hit Race Creek. What do you take into for your game with match play, and what is the biggest difference for you? Um, I think the advantage off the tee. Uh, I think match play, the good thing is if, you know, I air one out right and make a big number, it's all right. I go down one. Next hole I can take advantage, put out a good score. You know. What do you think about, you know, we're kind of asking everybody this, but what do you think about this Crosstown Clash golf event? It's the second year that we've been doing this. 
Uh, yeah, obviously, I mean, there's been crosstown clashes in every other sport for Norman High and Norman North. So how important was it to you and your team and then really just both schools to, to have a crosstown clash for golf? I think it's really important. You know, I'll, I'll be, be able to compete for four years. I didn't get to play last year, but I was caddy. So I think it's good for everyone to kind of – or good for Norman to see that we have golf teams, actually. I mean, everyone talks football, basketball, baseball – but, I mean, we have good golfers here. No one really gets recognition. So I think it's good that we have this. Now, you brought up caddying last year. So that, I assume, means there's caddies this year, correct? There is, yes. How much are you listening to your caddy? Not at all. He talks <laughs> way too much. <laughs> That's great. I love that. That's fantastic. Oh, man. Uh, well, hey, maybe he'll give you a little piece of calm advice at some point that will help you. So does that mean the caddy's carrying the bag? It, it does. Well, there you go. That, That's really that what the caddy's for. the best for. part of the day. Yep. You know, I have a terrible back, so comes into advantage. couple strokes. couple strokes off. Uh, very nice. Uh, well, you, you talk about the, the Crosstown Clash and how golf is something that is a little underrated in Norman. But what what do you make of the entire state? This state just has some great golf. Uh, you know, you, from Edmond to Tulsa, you go anywhere just about in this state. There's a lot of, a lot of talented golfers, especially at the high school level. Yeah, I think uh, state golf's pretty underrated too, because people that play in Arizona and California they don't play and win like we do and put up scores like we do. So I don't know, man. It's pretty pretty underrated in my opinion. But. Before we uh, toss the headset here. Just want to get your thoughts. Tell me a little bit about your teammate over here, Max. Um, I think it's a pretty easy four-ball win for us, to be honest. <laughs> uh, he's great. Keeps the ball low off the tee. I think it would be a good advantage for him today. Definitely going to beat up Quinn, too. So, I don't know. He's great. Man, Nor- Norman North not shy about uh, sharing their feelings on this one. Well, no. let- let's switch back to uh, Norman High. We've got Quinn Robertson with us, and Quinn – I want to start a little bit differently on this one. Tell me about your other guys on your team as a whole, just the Norman High golf team. Uh, break it down for us in your eyes of what the players you know, bring to the table. Well, we have a lot of uh, long ball hitters, actually. Hit a lot further than North does, even though Dax is talking a lot. <laughs> uh, I think we're just excited to get out there and go play against them. When you when you say long ball for somebody listening, what is that? Is that two ninety, three hundred, three twenty? I mean, what? Upwards of three hundred. All right, all right. Very that's good. that's getting it out there that, for sure. That's a wedge in. That's a wedge in most holes. Well, tell us a little bit. Uh, you know, we've talked a lot about your opponents, and then obviously how you feel about you know your own individual game or what, you know what have you. But I want to hear your thoughts. Tell me about Coach Gross. What does he mean to you, and what does he mean to this this Norman Tigers team? You know, Greg's been really valuable for Norman High after uh, being an OU coach for so long. He brought a new perspective to our high school, and it's helping, obviously. We're having our best season in a few years, and it's looking better for next year as well. Okay, you talk about having a good season. Tell some folks what you guys have accomplished this year. Well, we haven't been able to connect in one round yet, but as soon as we do, it's going to be an awakening for everybody. Love it. Love love the confidence. You feel like that is kind of right on the horizon yeah we've been close but we haven't been able to get it done yet so what about this uh what about this match that you've got today how do you feel about max uh matching up with max i'm excited we've played a lot together during the summer and just going against each other and ojs and stuff but i think it'll be fun it'll be interesting what what is max good at he can hit the ball very far that's right. that's a good skill yeah <laughs> you know in golf that's not a bad skill to have 
Well, if you don't mind passing that headset right. over, let's hear from Max. Max, let's let's start off with a similar question that I asked Quinn. Break down your team. You guys are obviously really talented as well from top to bottom. So just give me what a little bit about each guy and what you feel like they bring to the table for you guys. Well, we've kind of got a lot of depth on our team. Got a lot of good players. Uh, play pretty good in tournaments. Pretty used to the win like it is today. So I think we got a good chance. How long have you been golfing? I, I would probably, maybe we should have been asking everybody this, but, I mean, is this something you got into in high school or you, you grew up playing golf? Uh, I was a little kid. I probably played tournaments around 12, 10, 12, something like that. So nothing totally new to you. You've been no. you've been swinging the clubs for a little bit. Oh, yeah. What what kept you playing golf as opposed to other sports? Uh, well, I played baseball up until eighth grade, but. I think I was a little better at golf, so I focused on that, and I thought I could succeed more than that. Now, they say that a baseball swing can be detrimental to a golf swing and vice versa. Mm-hmm. I'm getting some, some heads shaking no. What are your, what's your thoughts and reaction to that? Uh, well, I used to slice it a lot when I played <laughs> yeah. baseball, so I think quitting baseball uh, helped my golf game a lot. What's the strongest part of your game? Honestly, probably off the tee. I'd say I hit it decently far. So Quinn wasn't lying. Yeah. You said decently. He said a long way. So you're you're uh, being modest there. We can appreciate that. Uh, we've had some predictions already, so uh, I think a, a good way to wrap up this segment is to go back to the prediction meter. <laughs> yeah, just go Last time it was 9-0, so uh, we'll do, we, we've got enough time to get everybody in here uh, once again. So, Max, give me your what, – what is the final score today? Eight and a half to a half. That was nice. Yeah, okay. he gave him right. a half, half point. We're, we're getting half closer. Least, we're have at least closer. one of these matches. Uh, Quinn, what what do we got? I think we're going 6-3. Six, 6-3? Three. Six, three? All right. And that would be Norman North or Norman, Norman, Norman Tigers? for sure. Okay, there you go. Just uh, want to surely, clarify. Surely, but. Just for uh, the people out there, trying right. to clarify. Dax is up next. Dax, what do you got? We're definitely not losing any matches. I just, I just don't see it, to be honest. There we're you all, go. We're all too good. Boom. All right. Well, there's another 9-0. <laughs> So far for uh, Norm North, if you're just tuning in, it's been 9-0, uh, 8.5, and 9-0. So uh, we'll, we'll wrap up here with Maddox. What, what do you have for the score? Just nice uh, 6-3, and three, Norman High. 6-3, and three, right. matching 6-3s and threes for the Tigers on the dais in Very this segment. Good. Very good. Crosstown Clash, it, this is an awesome event. No, it's, it's going to be great. Hey, uh, Max, Quinn, Dax, Maddox, thank you guys so much for joining us this segment uh best of luck to all of you obviously today in the crosstown clash and then uh for the remainder of this year and the rest of uh, obviously your high school careers as well let's take a to and we'll hear from some more golfers and then we'll put a bow tie on our portion of the broadcast this morning right here on the gimme zone on the ref taking a to josh matt brian everybody here at jimmy austin back with you next right here on the ref Welcome back to the Gimme Zone. It is Brian Vineyard, Matt Reynolds, and Josh Helmer here with you. And we're joined at the Crosstown Clash here at Jimmy Austin by a plethora of golfers here over the last hour. Brian, it's been great. Let's go ahead and give the schedule out. Uh, First and foremost, we want to let everybody know that there's a free golf clinic happening here at Jimmy Austin Golf Club uh, coming up here at 1130, Brian. So that should be awesome. Check that out. It is free once again here at Jimmy Austin Golf Club. So get your kiddos out here and let them learn. Uh... We've got at 2.30, uh, we've got uh, the first match and wrapping up at 2.50. So uh, a lot of good golf that's getting ready to come uh, take place here at Jimmy Austin Golf Club. Free to come out and watch the 2022 Crosstown Clash. 
We've uh, started this segment with uh, Ben Campbell at Norman High. Ben, uh, let's start with this. What's it going to take for you personally to get uh, a victory today in this match? Um, not a lot. It's windy, so Layton's going to do some four lefts everywhere. So <laughs> shouldn't be too bad. <laughs> is is in match play? Is this uh, your? Pre- everybody's got a different preference. Do you obviously know who you're playing? Uh, you guys, you know, maybe friends, rivals. You, you know, you know each other at least. Yeah, yeah. We've Are you talking to him during the match? Oh yeah. <laughs> you're letting him hear. Oh hey, I did a good hole, and and you expect the. Uh, the talk back, I would assume, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> He's going to hear a lot. What What is it about Norman specifically that's going to help you guys get a victory today? Um, probably we got, like, lower ball flights, and uh, it's just uh, each hole is different, like, match, I guess. So uh, if we have a blow-up hole, we can just get it back to the next hole. So Favorite hole on this course? Hole three. You know, lay up or are you laying up it. today or going for it? Downwind, I'm not laying up today. <laughs> All right, well, it should be good. We'll yeah. uh, pass it on over to who you are playing today. Well, welcome in, Leighton Kyle. Now, Leighton, my first question, or uh, it's got to be, you took up golf because of your mom, correct? Because <laughs> of my dad. <laughs> I know. No, uh, his dad and I were good friends and uh, played a lot of golf together. Leighton, your dad was a big ball hitter. Are you a long ball hitter, too? Oh, I hit some bombs. You hit sure. some bombs. Okay, yep. so you're out there bombing it. It's windy today. Uh, your opponent says that maybe you get the lefts working sometimes. Is that well, true? Sometimes I can, but I'm going to be taking a lot of drivers on downwind holes and maybe hitting some lower shots on into the wind, so I'm not worried about the wind. All right, we ask about number three. You know, I think, you know, there's no way anybody's laying up on three today, right? None of you guys are laying up on three. <laughs> That would be silly. How about 10? What's your what's your strategy there? Oh, we don't lay up on Norman North. No layups. No layup. All right. So, I love that. Royal McElvoy. Ball. All right. Love the no laying up. I don't I don't like laying up either. That's no fun. It's better to go for it. Well, why are you going to win today? Well, I'm going to be about 50 yards past Ben. So, he got that and I'm going to have a lot of wedges in. I really like my uh, wedges how they stack up. Well, great. Why do you think uh, Norman North as a team has the advantage today? We just have a lot of really consistent golfers. We don't really have one bad golfer or, like, anything. We're all really level, and that's why we're going to win. You're not worried at all about these guys having a chip on their shoulder and you got a bullseye on you, right? We've had that for a while this year. We uh, we won the first tournament, so everyone's kind of known that we were the team to beat this year. So we're used to the feeling. Love the confidence. All right. Well, Leighton, thank you very much. Let's pass it on over to Denon. And and Denon, coming into this, uh, you know, we've had a lot of good banter so far today from both sides. Uh, what is it that really makes this event special to you? Is it the format? Is it the fact that you're playing your rival? What is it? What is your favorite part? Uh, probably just playing the rival. I mean, we don't get to play a lot of match play events so it's special i mean get the whoop off punts from north kids so that's always a plus <laughs> now we've had some score predictions the norman north side's been uh some would say unrealistic uh some would say realistic i guess depending on which side you're on you guys though so far your teammates have been you know you've obviously said you're gonna win but it's been pretty pretty realistic scores tell me a little bit about uh your teammates uh, the other guys in this team and what they bring to the table uh, I think, along with Ben said, we got low ball flights, so 
wind's not going to do anything really for us. Like, we're able to, we can score. I mean, who's I think we Who's the best putter? There. Not me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> probably, I'd, not Carson either. I'd probably say Ben. <laughs> all right, all right, we'll take it. Uh, now, you've got a match today with Mac Moore. Uh, what do you see in his game? Uh, I mean, it's cold outside. He's going to have to bundle up. He's not really getting the cold, so I'm going to take advantage off that. And that's what I'm going to work with. All right. Well, we'll see what Mac has to say. Mac, uh, we'll, let, we'll let you take over. And we've we got to start with uh, how are you going to handle the, ho- the cold, I guess? Uh, I've, like, bum- bundled up, so I think I'm good today. i got multiple layers on. Well, that's good. Mac? Tell us about your game. Are you a long ball hitter? Are you better in the short game? Where's your strength? Definitely not short game, but I can sometimes hit it far, and it's pretty straight. There you go. Right to left, left to right. Right to left. There you go. All right, so tell me about your opponent and where you think you have an advantage, because he's told us that his ball flight's going to be really tough. Uh, I think I'm going to beat him in the short game. Uh, I've been working on my putting and chipping so i think i can beat him there well there you go well i gotta ask you the question you know three out of five times can you beat coach rayner no probably not no no oh he's a tremendous slouch surely you guys can get him all right so today's format is unique in its match play high school golf doesn't afford those opportunities very often to play match play tell me what you like about best about match play is it because you tend to have maybe a high score now and again or the fact that you can do a little you know a little chirping to your opponent a little bit of both like in match play you can be like really aggressive because like you know what score you have to make and you can be like chirping to to the opponent mid-round well so let's set this up we your opponent's got a two-footer it's windy out are you gonna be nice and give it to him or is, you're gonna turn it when he looks at you to give the Go ahead, or are you going to turn away and walk the other way? I'm going to need to see it. Going to need to see it. I like it. We like, need to see it. Well, I think, you know, in a crosstown clash, I think you need to see them all go in, right? Yes. Nobody should get give anybody any freebies out there. So, all right, how are you playing 10? Definitely going for it. Like Layton said, Norman North, we go for it. Go for it. All right. And what about 18? Getting there in two. Whoa. Now there's there's something right there. Into that wind, you're oh, going yeah. to need that low ball flight. Maybe not. Maybe not too. With the end of the wind, no. <laughs> Coach Rainer's over there shaking his head going, I really hope you lay up today, Mac. <laughs> not, not into the wind. We're not getting there too. Wind is a little strong today. Uh, well, you know, the format of this is outstanding. This is year two. You guys are all friends. And you you get a chance to you know go some friendly competition today. Golfers don't get a lot of exposure historically, so a really special thanks to Coach Gross who got this going last year, and Coach Rayner who picked up this year at Norman North. This is a great format. I wish the weather was going to be better for you guys. You'd probably be a ton of people out there following you guys around. The weather may subdue that a little bit, but I know from Coach Gross said we've got some Norman High alumni that are out there getting 18 in before. And they, you know, they might be heckling these Norman North kids out there, you know. Uh, so if you get one going sideways, you could hear some Tiger banter. Oh, yeah. I don't know. You think we got any North alumni out there that are going to be giving a l- back to the Tigers a little bit? I think so. I think we will. 
There you go. Well, that would only be just. But, hey, guys, thank you all for your time. We're going to kind of wrap up the show. Mac, good luck to all the competitors out here today. Make everybody put them out, right? For sure. No no gimmies today. This is a gimme zone, but when you get out there, it's a non-gimme zone. Everybody's putting them out. See what you got, right? Yes. Well, hey, let's hear a big round of applause to all of the golfers out there, and good luck. Everybody hit them straight and make a lot of birdies. You've been listening to the Gimme Zone. We'll wrap up on that note. It's been a great show here at uh, Jimmy Austin OU Golf Club. For Josh Helmer, Brian Vineyard, I am Matt Reynolds. Good luck to whoever you're rooting for today, whether that's Norman North, Brian, or Norman. And, you know, we need to give, before we get out of here, let's give a special thanks to the Territory Golf and Country Club. They're one of our great sponsors. If you want to play a fantastic golf course down in southwestern Oklahoma, get down to Duncan, the Territory. Or if you want to be a member down there, call Erin Hess. She will hook you up.